0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: The Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. online, your online sportsbook experts.
2: Welcome back to the Spider Scoop podcast, episode thirty-three. As always, I'm your host Noah Goldberg with ESPN oh, Richmond, buddy. and I'm joined by my struggling Charlotte Hornets fan. But more importantly, he writes about the spiders for the still suspended, unsure A10 talk. Still in jail. Still in jail. Hashtag free A10 talk. So let's get those get those guys back on Twitter. We are without Nick Sherrod today. He is get this. He has a class Monday. I think he said Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from seven to nine thirty PM. So rest in peace to his evenings on weeknights. Um, but we have two very special guests that will more than make up, uh, hopefully, for his absence. We've got Dennis and Do you prefer Richie or Rich? Because I know you got on Twitter, you up both. Rich, thank you. Yeah, Rich. Dennis, Dennis and Rich from the Goal of Standard Podcast, aka OnlyFans, and these guys have been absolutely fantastic on A10 twitter this year. We all know LaSalle has lacked a great twitter presence um and these guys have more than uh filled the void. Guys, how are we doing? Thanks for coming on.
3: Yeah, we're doing all right. Thanks for having us on. We've been through a few uh podcast appearances on several A10 podcasts, so I guess it just makes sense. We've got Richmond coming up next, so we're happy to be on.
2: Yeah, I feel like you guys Thanks were like, us. You guys were like the baby in 2020. You guys have just been dropping features all throughout the a10 podcast world it's a lot of work it's like a media tour <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys got like a book it's like you have a book or something to promote um right. but but no i love not only is, is the podcast great but the twitter account i mean is electric i i'd love to hear just from you guys how this came together because the only fans logo is fantastic you've got an excellent meme game um I know I, today the, I think it was like the Bernie was watching the Explorer mascot like Dunk from the the inauguration that was like absolutely hysterical but the the meme game is just electric.
3: Thanks guys. I'm glad you you enjoy it and honestly it all started when uh on my personal Twitter account I started chiming in trying to add to the mix and LaSalle's always been kind of like a punching bag in the A10 so Uh, I saw uh, a need to kind of speak out and, you know, support the team that everyone loves to make fun of. So from there I got, people enjoyed that. So Rich and I got together and said, Hey, let's start a Twitter account. Let's get a podcast going. Let's fill this void because it's better to be, you know, instead of taking all these jokes and all these, all this crap from people, it's going to be a part of the jokes kind of, kind of fight back, maybe add a little spin here and there and and entertain some people. I know we're going to lose, you know, a few games that probably more than a, more than plenty of games this season. So we'll we'll try and have fun with it and keep up the energy despite the performance on the court.
2: Yeah. I'd love to, uh, you kind of touched on it there, but just, you know, how, how this podcast came together for you guys. Cause I know I've seen less from rich by, you know, especially the last two years, I saw a lot of Dennis on Twitter, um, about LaSalle, just like, how did, did that come together? Like that podcast, what, and you guys are, I mean, you're essentially the Twitter ambassadors of LaSalle. So I just love to hear how that came together.
3: <laughs> yeah, Rich, I'll start. There yeah. aren't many of us, but Rich, you would agree that, uh, I think that we've always had a passion. Like we go to every game mm-hmm. and there's nobody else that talks about it more than us. I think, I think we're absolute losers in that, in that area. Like, I, I think that's our focus. Like most days is like, oh, did you hear about mm-hmm. this or that? No, no one else cares as much as us. Uh, Rich, would you would you agree?
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, like Dennis said, so both of us were season ticket holders at LaSalle and we both graduated in 2013. That's when um, LaSalle made that sweet 16 run. So ever since then we've been close, like we have season tickets to LaSalle and um, I'm not as active on Twitter as Dennis, but like we always you know when we hang out, like we're really good friends. We'll always talk about LaSalle. Um, especially basketball because i feel like like that's where we met we met actually like playing like recreational basketball and tom gola and that's how we met so we're, we were actually allowed to play on the court so like ever since then we've been we're very close and it's, it's been cool
2: yeah definitely so what have uh because obviously a big thing like we said is are the memes and stuff what have been your two since starting the only fans account what have been your two favorite things and then two least favorite things about A10 Twitter? And we're not <laughs> going to say VCU Tory because that's kind of a given.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot about VCU
2: Tory. We haven't entered the fray there, so to speak. But um, I, I somehow a- haven't been blocked by her, by the way, being a major Richmond Twitter presence, which is just beyond me. When we play VCU, we'll see what happens. But
3: um, <laughs> the my favorite, I think Rich would agree. I might be stealing his ideas or his thoughts as well here but obviously when we we beat Dayton that seemed like out of nowhere I did not think that was going to happen personally I didn't predict that at all and when you look at our program compared to Dayton who was just coming off in a a magical season last year and we 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 beat them at the buzzer or nearly at the buzzer um it felt really good and and it just didn't make any sense so we absolutely lost our minds and I definitely went at Sully and the the, those those crazy Dayton fans because they always travel they always visit our building and fill up the building so we definitely had to fire back and um just I think Dayton was one and then another is just basically anytime we've got St. Joe's on the TV I'm gonna dig I'm gonna take some shots at them that's just naturally what we do it's it's kind of like part of the rivalry and I'm really glad that they only have won one game this season
2: how about you Rich two favorites and two least favorites
4: um, like Dennis said, like, I'm not as big a twinner. I feel like most of that is Dennis, but I thought it was pretty cool though. When we beat Dayton, we kind of gained about like 80 followers that, and Dennis, I feel like it was just like, we were putting all these tweets. And I saw like the following and the count just going up and up. but well, I thought that was pretty cool. But, um, obviously that was kind of like the high point, but I feel like the low point, obviously it was like the UMass game and the Mason game. It's like, we're that punching bag again, but, uh, I feel like it comes with the territory, so it'll yeah. be expected. Hey, you guys will never be Ford, so you can eat
2: <laughs> you can never be bottom. You can never be bottom. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Have you have you guys thought about making an actual OnlyFans and then just having it be like all LaSalle basketball content? Because you guys have cornered <laughs> this market. I feel like you're missing a major business opportunity.
3: I could see I could see that working out. Like you have to pay a subscription to like see certain areas of Tom Gola arena. It's, it's definitely the most popular arena. I mean, everyone loves to talk about Tom goal arena because mm. it's the, the one that does not make sense in a 10. Like it's like the smallest it's, it's that's the, where
1: they're having the a 10 tournament though. Right. And I yeah. say people sleeper for. for the tournament. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's
3: the spin zone. We always talk about it. Tom goal arena is the most famous arena in the Atlantic 10. When you think about it, because they're always the punching bag. They're always what the arena, they're always the arena people make fun of. So I think if we got some exclusive content of the, the second level, or maybe the pool, Oh, wow. That would be, people might pay for that to get some pool, uh, some pool footage, maybe off the high dive. I think there's an Olympic style or Olympic size high dive and it's, uh, Rich, confirm.
4: I know you have some family. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. They, have a, uh, they have a swimming, diving team. I think it's an Olympic size. I mean, I've, I think I've, do. I, I think I like jump off at once, but I never, <laughs> I think I'm going to jump off at once, but never dope. But yeah, it's there. It's, that's in the first floor and then the goal's on the third floor. Um there are people that don't know they see like the only like the only fans like only is the section of Philadelphia LaSalle's in and I guess you can say like LaSalle's located when you talk about LaSalle it's like what 19th and Alany it's 1900 like West Alany Avenue so that's where when you see like the Alany fans on a Twitter page that's where it's coming from
2: yeah and I it, and you know kind of moving on to this game this weekend I mean we all know you know this is the most anticipated game of the A-10 slate for the Spiders. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, I had a tweet. When the schedule first came out for Richmond's A-10 slate, they did not have a start time for any game, except for one. There was one start time because they were so ready for it. They were waiting. They they couldn't, They couldn't. just couldn't wait to get it out, and it was LaSalle. LaSalle, 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, was it the 23rd? So th- it was the only game that had a time, so they've all been waiting for it, but... You know, like like you guys mentioned with the UMass game and you obviously had the big Dayton win, you know, LaSalle's got an interesting resume coming into this game. Like we said, we have the big upset uh, with Dayton, but then, you know, and you guys just dropped 90 on St. Joe's, let's not forget. But you had three losses in a row with, who was it? I think it was Dayton or uh, UMass, George Mason. um, Was it Davidson? I think too. It was by like a combined like 70 plus points that you guys lost to those three teams. So it's a very like hard team to get a read on. You guys play like 10 guys over 14 minutes a game. Um, so maybe for the, for the Richmond fan that didn't see the two thirty start time when the first schedule came out, doesn't pay as much of attention. What do you guys see coming into this game? Jer- like if maybe fans who only watch the St. Joe's game may say, Oh, Kimbrough is an absolute beast. He had 24 points, but then you guys might be like, doesn't exactly do that every night. So what, what is the read on this team? How do you see this one playing out?
4: You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead, Arch. So, like you said, I feel like this team's been up and down kind of all season. Um, I guess more down, but um, – because <laughs> their two wins are over two of the – two of their three wins in conference play are Fordman St. Joe's and they're at the bottom. But I feel like earlier in um, conference play and earlier in the non-conference, Ashley Howard's kind of building this team on defense, and then you would get offense here and there from certain guys like – there's seven guys to average between. I think when I was looking today, it was like 6.8 and 8.9 points in the game. So the offense comes and goes, like you said, like Derek brought 24 points um, on Monday against St. Joe's, but like that brought his average from like three points to like five points. So, like you said, it's like a like a one game wonder for him. But um, I feel like in Las- for LaSalle to be successful, like I haven't really seen that defense as of late, but they were you know a good perimeter defensive team. If they're going to beat you, they're going to hit a lot of threes, and that wasn't happening against um, George Mason, Davidson, and UMass. But um, and I feel like one of the Achilles' heel is if a team has a good front court. Like I know um, Richmond has, you know, Grant Golden and Tyler Burton. So that's going. To, that's going to, those guys are definitely going to be a tough matchup for them.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Our front court has always been suspect. Uh, the St. Joe's game is not a game that you should look at and be like worried about St. Joe's is, is that bad? I don't, I don't think that is like a, a win that I would consider like a huge win aside from the rivalry. Um, this team Especially is you know Ryan Daly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like we don't have a Ryan Daly. We don't have anybody that is guaranteed to drop at least 15 to 20 points a night. Um, and through that, it's a very tough task for Ashley Howard. It's, it's like a puzzle every night who's gonna get in foul trouble, who's gonna bring the ball up. Thankfully, we have Jameer Berkus as our point guard. He's the guy with with Ayinde Hakeem's departure. That makes Jameer Berkus our, our number one guy as far as bringing the ball up. Um, and obviously that's a huge loss with Hakeem. He, he added depth at the guard position, but we still have a solid rotation of guards um, and they're gonna provide the pressure. So hopefully since it's been what, 14 days, since Richmond has played a game, we might come out hot, hit some shots, play some good defense in the first half, and maybe catch you guys off guard, but there's no telling. The formula is obviously the Davidson, or I'm sorry, the, the Dayton game, where we were just absolutely on fire from beyond the arc, and we pressured Crutcher up front, and just kind of, like Rich said, that uh, that backcourt pressure in the perimeter is key.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Austin. How worried are you about you know that fourteen day layoff? I mean, at least they you know they do have the advantage of they postponed the Bona game, which is why obviously VCU is playing them right now. So they're going to have a few days to. And now everyone's clear. They're going to practice. But you know we saw some rust against who was it Wofford, right? I think that was their first game back um, off that first pause. So are you concerned that maybe this is kind of a trap game? I mean, they did lose to Hofstra in the Robin Center.
1: Oh uh, no, hundred um, percent. Given our history of not only how we've you know, come off of the the quarantine period this season, but in openers in general, and I feel like looking at, you know, you're off for 14 days. That doesn't happen in a regular college basketball season. So, you know, especially, you know, you're not practicing, you're, you're starting back over. You're picking back up two weeks later. So that's what makes me worried. We haven't shot the ball particularly well at home. That's another concern of mine. Um, So, yeah, I do see it as a potential trap game, but, no offense, guys. I do see Richmond winning this one 11 points. That's not to go with
2: 11 points. Okay. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I do think it, and it's interesting. So you guys mentioned, you know, they've, they've been a good perimeter defending team. Um, I think they're, I want to say fourth in the conference in opponent three point percentage. Um, But I don't know how much I fear that, you know, just given that they're giving up 74 points a game. Um, I think what it's really going to come down to is, you know, we kind of, it's cliche at this point with Richmond, but, it says Richmond beat themselves. Do so they hit shots? Do we get the forty plus percent three point Jacob Gilliard of conference play, or do we get the thirty three percent three point percentage Jacob Gilliard of the total season? So that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, Like it, it, it's really hard to get a sense like on your guys' team, because like we said, you know, ten guys getting fourteen minutes a game. I don't think anyone averages double figures. So there's not like one guy you lock down. I mean. I guess if you want to think of like a three point shooter that you want to not be the Braden Norris um, that's going to kill Richmond, I guess it'd be Scott Spencer. Um, But again, not super lethal. So it's a really like well rounded, but also not elite team, um, which could be interesting because Richmond's kind of the opposite. We thought going into the year they were going to be super deep, but now, you know, Gustafson's obviously back, but they're missing Connor Crabtree. They're missing Nick Sherrod. So it's going to be really interesting um, on that front. So that being said, we're going to pause real quick because we have our second ad read of the show. With a new year comes tons of new big games and sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit kansascitystakes.com slash gameday and save up to $25 on combos, perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates with big flavor. Mini beef Wellington steak burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, or shrimp wra- shrimp wrapped in bacon. I don't think that's kosher. Every order is flash frozen delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak is imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to kansascitysteaks.com/gameday and use the code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. I could use a big steak for a big game. So we got a big game this Saturday. As we said, the most anticipated game of the A10 season. First game that Richmond had a tip-off time for LaSalle. We're back with the guys from the Goal of Standard. Um, we kind of, we kind of touched a little bit there about, you know, the perimeter defense. And, but again, like I said, the 74 points a game, I really do think it's going to come down to Richmond, Richmond not beating themselves. Um, but you, Rich, you kind of touched on a little bit about Richmond's front court. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest things is it doesn't seem like LaSalle has a huge imposing, like an Oshunoshuni kind of guy that can give Richmond trouble. We know they've had trouble with St. Louis, very physical team. Um, I guess maybe Clifton Moore is probably the guy that matches up with Grant Golden um and and really what's killed richmond is you know especially we look back at that west virginia game i don't know if you guys had a chance to watch that one but obviously everyone knows the offense runs through grant golden right if you disrupt him more so than other guys you are disrupting the flow of the whole offense teams have pressured him some teams have doubled him um, the zone has sometimes given them issues what do you guys see lasalle trying to do to disrupt grant golden whether that is sending clifton more whether it is sending double teams um, I know you had some success with the full court pressure against St. Joe's. I don't know if that's something you could see them trying.
4: All right. So I feel like in order for LaSalle to kind of compete against Richmond, I feel like they have to use like their 10 guys to their benefit, you know, kind of, you know, kind of press them. Cause I feel like Richmond, in my opinion, has a really good, like starting five, you know, they got Blake Francis, Gilliard, um, KO, golden and burton so if they can kind of like give um put a lot of pressure on them bringing the ball up the court and i mean one game i kind of saw richmond operate the zone they're um i forget who they're playing but the team is playing zone defense and i feel like the way they were passing the ball was pretty good if i don't know if it's man i i think they i think they should try man because i feel like you know, you have Grant Golden. If he's at, you know, if they pass the ball to him in the foul line, then he can operate. if He passes to whoever shoots. But I think the best way to attack them is I um, plan man defense. Yeah,
3: I agree with that. And also, Jared Kimbrough likely won't be as dominant as he was against St. Joe's. That was an anomaly, like you mentioned. Uh, so yes, Cl- Clifton Moore is the guy. He he is our he's our number one number five, so to speak. And with that. With that lack of depth in the front court, we also have Jack Clark, who is rangy. You wouldn't know it, but he can hold his own on the block. So can Christian Ray. Christian Ray is one of those guys that's a very gritty player. He's not going to be the guy that fills up the stat sheet. He's not going to score much, but he will be able to hold his own in most cases against the opponent um, in the in the front court. So hopefully, we get Christian Ray to uh, play the. We know he can the way he can um, that gritty mentality. He can be a serviceable backup for Clifton and Jared in those moments when we need a, a breather because Grant's just dunking on everybody. But, but yeah, that that's definitely the the the, the issue at hand. And uh, I think they're up for the challenge. I just hope that nobody gets in foul trouble.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I like that that nod to a Grant because He's not known as a dunker, but he did have. <laughs> I, I can't remember which game. Maybe it was George Mason, but he had like two dunks in a game. We're all very surprised. And
1: road, in a game with. Out. Yes,
2: that's it. Rhode Island. And, and against George Mason, he was like by far the most physical player. So We're all just like, that one was kind of just like out of left field. Which...
3: We're just worried about Trey Mitchell part two here. Like I could just, <laughs> like w- he just has dominated us both, both games. We played but, UMass.
4: So I, I feel like he's not like a, a scorer. He's more of like a facilitator. So I'm kind of curious. I don't know. I know Francis. I feel like he's the type of guy who tries to get his own, Like I think he's really he scored what 16 points a game. So I'm kind of curious, like if we can kind of contain him. But I know, I don't know. I feel like the whole starting. I feel like your starting five is just so good. So I mean, if one guy's not on, then someone else can kind of dominate or you know go off for one game. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. I think right now all five starters are averaging in double figures right now. Must Uh, be nice. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, but, but,
2: Josh, <laughs> hey but you but but at the same time you guys got like 10 guys that are all getting like five points or more so our next guy off the bench gets 4.8 4.0, 2.6
3: but so. if you're ash like how do you what do you do because our starting lineup has changed so much every game like jameer <laughs> brickus is like the only guy that i can guarantee will start now that allende's left like it's so
2: difficult for him <laughs> this could this could be a nice button smashing game for ashley howard like we're just gonna be Smashing. we're going to be spraying and praying and we're just going to kind of see what works. I feel like that's your season though. Like that's just, it's not that it's a terrible team. You guys may not even be in the pillow fight, but no, like set five.
4: Agreed. You're right.
2: Yep. Um, Yeah. So I guess with that moving forward, um, Austin, what do you see in terms of, you know, like we said, there's off and I think the biggest, you know, most noticeable differences since conference play has started is I think Blake's been struggling a lot with the shooting Gilly's obviously gone the reverse. Also, fun fact: if you guys want to talk about Trey Mitchell and Grant Golden, Grant Golden leads the Spiders in three point percentage. It may only be one attempt a game, but he's shooting over fifty percent from three. So, just going to throw that out there. Um, what do you see? Um, just with this layoff, though, do you think Gilliard's going to continue the three point shooting? And in particularly, you know, with maybe LaSalle, I mean, Ken Palm gives him a ninety-one win percent. Uh, chance, Do you think this is a game that they're going to kind of give Blake free reign and, and try to get his rhythm back?
1: Um, Yes and no. We've kind of seen how, um, how Gilliard's been playing. He's been that guy since he's been here to where uh, Blake's not shooting. Well, all right, let me throw some up. Let's hope they go in. Um, but like you said, Ken Palm given a 91% chance. I wouldn't push it just because how we've kind of played to our competition this year, but it would be a nice game to, potentially see him at least just see the ball go through the bottom of the net a couple times. I mean, he's looked, even in our wins, he's just looked so down. He, he's struggling against George Mason. He struggled basically. I mean, he hadn't shot the ball well all year. So we keep talking about it. It would just be really great. Not only for the team, obviously, but just for him moving forward, um, especially coming off a of layoff, you know, 14 days since we played to still see yourself not hit any shots. That's got to take a toll on you. So no, I would, I do expect him to heat up this game for sure.
2: Yeah. I think, I think there's two guys that are going to get a lot of looks in different ways. I think Blake, obviously kind of like you said, but I also think, especially just considering that, you know, they're not going to be in game shape. I wonder if this is a big Isaiah Wilson game. Um, I think, especially when you have a rotating cast of characters with LaSalle, why not do the same with Richmond? If, if you can get a big lead and we've seen them struggle to hold leads. So I don't know. Um, But I think it could be just being a young guy, being fresh, Um, you know, I think there's a chance that we could see a lot of him, but yeah, I don't know with Gilly, I hope, you know, I hope the shooting stays consistent, but it's been very streaky. So, uh, we don't really know what's going to happen there. Um, why don't we move on? Let's do some, let's do some predictions. We've got a Ken Palm spread on this game is Richmond minus 14. Let's do a little, let's, let's go round table. Let's start with rich. Then we'll go Austin, Dennis to me, give us your money line picks and give us your spread picks minus 14.
4: All right. So if you give me minus 14, um I'm going to say LaSalle loses by by eight maybe about what 74-66 Richmond. Okay. Um so does I cover everything?
2: So you got Rich, Richmond winning money line and yeah, and then you got LaSalle covering.
1: Yes, yes. All right. All right. Um Mr. Bet, bet list Online, list. what's your bet? Minus fourteen. That's. I'd probably lean towards LaSalle to cover. Okay. Uh, I'd probably take LaSalle plus fourteen. Richmond money line. Mm. Uh, I don't think Richmond scores more than seventy-five points.
3: I'm gonna go with uh, Richmond money line mm. as well. Um, mm. <laughs> but, uh, so I've, I've there's been games where LaSalle has covered in like the last ten seconds uh mm. for some garbage threes by one sharif <laughs> kenny um I, I, but I, I will say i don't think that'll happen this game i think you guys will beat us by it yeah we're not we're not we're not covering this game i feel like we always have a tough time on the road i mean when you can't even compete with george mason uh, that 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 game really just messes with my head because we don't have that road mentality and and, and dayton feels like an anomaly um, so that's, that's where I'm at. I don't, I don't think they'll cover Richmond money line.
1: Not to add insult to injury here, but I have St. Joe's George Mason up on my other screen and St. Joe's is up by three here in the first half with two forty three left.
2: So. Unreal. Uh-oh. <laughs> Watching that game. Like I am, I don't know why. Cause I barely watched any St. Joseph's basketball this year, but some of the little St. Joseph's I did watch was against Auburn. And I also thought Auburn was a lot better at the beginning of the year. And I just have not been able to let go of St. Has played a really good schedule. They could be kind of good, even though, I mean, I know they brought it back close with you guys, but you pretty much beat the shit out of them for most of the game. I think like I've said it on this pod before I, they were like minus 21 against Villanova and I threw them in a parlay. They lost by like 20 covered <laughs> by like <laughs> they covered by that. So I'm, yeah. I, I think I am in this one. I think I am going to take Richmond spread and money line, um, especially because they put up, a ton of points on Rhode Island at home. They put up, uh, they beat George Mason, 77 57 at home. And I think you guys lost them by like 30 plus I want to say. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little hesitant just because of the shooting and they haven't shot well at home and it's the layoff. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. Um, but, but that being said, I still probably don't think this one's particularly close, but who knows the guys could be geared up. Like we said, most anticipated matchup of the year. First game on the schedule with the time um that's it from us spider scoop podcast number 33 LaSalle preview make sure to go follow the guys on twitter um at at the goal of standard right twitter handle um check out their podcast great LaSalle podcast whether you're a LaSalle fan and a 10 fan they're doing good stuff and as always cranking out fantastic memes on twitter uh Dennis uh Rich thank you guys for coming on uh if you want to plug anything the floor is yours Yeah.
3: Follow us on at the goal of standard. We always follow back. We always deliver good content, win or lose. And, uh, let's talk, let's get social. (laughs) (laughs) That's it from us. us.
2: Absolutely. That's it from us. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Noah Goldberg 10. Make sure to follow Austin at Austin Daisy 11. Give us the subscribe on iTunes and Spotify five-star review. Uh, that's it from us. 2:30 PM this Saturday in the Robin Center. Your guy is going to be there for his second game of the year. Um, so that being said, thank you guys for coming on, and uh, let's see how they do on Saturday.
0: I just like I woke up, told her, let's get this money. A nigga that had too much. Ooh, oh, oh. Woke up with money on my mind. Oh, my mind. No nine to five.